Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. You're a cool dude, great dude. Appreciate awesome. It, man. You can be mean. You shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. A lot, a lot more. <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get Matt's number and you can call him maybe. And now, here's your host, Matt Christensen. Hello and welcome to the show. A very special, very exciting, very official first formal inaugural episode of The Call-In Show. The show where you get to call me and make me talk about whatever the hell you want. And it's not just me tonight. Unlike last week, the test show, I've got a special guest tonight at mm-hmm. biggest That's underscore close. Mikey on Twitter, fellow podcaster, uh, professional shit poster. I am merely an apprentice <laughs> in his presence. <laughs> but um, welcome to the show, my man. Happy to have you. Um, I'm, I'm no apprentice, man. If it was not for you, I don't think I'd get to the heights that I've reached. I, I, I'm happy to I, have connected some artists I, in the field. I, I mean that strictly on the basis of I piggybacked off of your YouTube fame. Thank oh. you. I'm no I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, we're so important around here. Yeah, I know, right? It's such a big deal. Holy cow. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Um, I imagine I, I'm kind of dying. We were talking before going live. I, I want to talk debate. I want to talk Charlotte. There's lots of stuff I want to talk to Mikey about. However, I anticipate yep. those are also a lot of the topics on the minds of the audience. So, Let's pull some people in. Let's get right into it. Um, So last week I had trouble connecting with La La Lena and I told him or her, I'm not even sure I would get him or her in first. I'm not judging if that's a her or We'll find out. But La La Lena, you're in, but you got to unmute yourself. (laughs) Now she's gone again or he's gone again. All right. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> let's try. Uh, I know Renegade Omega's been hanging out. Let's bring Renegade Omega in. You got to unmute yourself if you. Um, it's bottom left of uh, Discord, but you are live, Renegade Omega. Let's try Gravity Well. What's up, Gravity Well? Oh hey, um, sorry. We were t- we were trying to figure out how everything is uh, going in there because Eggy's yeah. trying to figure out how to like put people through. So. Yeah, it's, it's, we're still, still clearly not like the most um, technologically advanced show from a production standpoint. But what's going uh, on? No, Renegade? trust me, I, I, I know how that goes. I, I, I don't have any idea what I'm doing either. <laughs> Can good, you good old Discord? Oh, great! Here we go. Now everyone's in here. All right, my show's falling. Yeah, I, so... I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be like. I'm not sure if that's um, Eggy letting everybody in or if that's people might be able to being... move themselves. But we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. I'm hearing beeps. <laughs> you can't yeah, hear people him? entering and leaving. No, I can't hear him. I can't hear. Well, can everybody hear me? Can you? Uh, hear yeah, me? I can hear you, Mikey. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, we okay. you were muted like, before people got on this the call. This is going crazy. Now, yeah. Everybody, calm down. Just be patient. We'll move you. In Everybody's now. excited to me with their favorite <laughs> YouTubers. <laughs> Gravity. The floor is yours, man. What do you want to talk about? Um, the main thing that I'm just kind of concerned about is. I work kind of on moderating communities on Google Plus, and uh, and uh, I work on a couple of things uh, with that. Some people I know 
that are either owners and moderators in these places are somewhat dictatorial in the way they act. And some of them will be completely normal, but you they'll turn around, act childish, and they'll start... They act like they're normal people, like, in public, and then behind closed doors, they'll start turning into these... Um, they'll start turning into these completely different people that will end up with... They'll end up going... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry right now, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm Power I'm kind of jumbled right now. I wasn't really expecting to get like thrown in here so fast, so <laughs> you might you might want to just put that on somewhere else for now. You uh, might want to yeah, bring you... someone else in. I'll move myself out of the sure. Yeah, like if you if you need to collect your thoughts and you want to come back in, uh, yeah, jump back in and then just um, you know, just kind of wait your turn and I'll I'll be happy to field it. Yeah, I'll, but... I'll do, uh, I think that would be best for the time being. Cool. Well, thanks for um, joining the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back. If not All tonight, right. perhaps another time. Right. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, so let's get Lalalina in here, who I believe is unmuted now. Lalalina, oh, please don't run away, Mister Lalalina. Actually, oh, oh hi, Lalalina, what's up? Not much. So I, I actually, I was, I muted myself. I was saying before, I was like, I'm not sure if Lalalina is a guy or a girl because it sounds like a kind of a feminine name, but your Twitter handle hey, or your, Twitter... okay, Eggy, hold on, dude. Um, your Twitter handle is. Uh, at greasy or it's your name is greasy faggot right yes <laughs> i just got ad from a greasy faggot okay yeah. i was like God so it's like i names. don't know too many i don't know too many women who go by greasy faggot online <laughs> there's only one thing that comes to mind when i think about greasy faggot either i'm thinking like a gay italian person like west side like west side story style or like just <laughs> someone just or someone just covered in just oil like singing it's raining men i don't know why but you're a woman that's awesome <laughs> anyway. well um i am a woman that likes other women and okay. i work oh, right in the on. automotive industry yes <laughs> right on right on you're are you italian i actually am also italian holy quarter. shit See? i was right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know. Yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. What's so, what's on your on? mind? Anything you want to discuss? Oh, um, a couple of things actually. I noticed that, and a lot of my friends who've watched you say the same thing, that you're very much a level-headed NPR voice kind of guy. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> sure, he is. And. I was wondering if there's any topic that you found really hard to approach, like it took you a little bit, I don't know, to be able to talk about it in such a way. Uh, I, I mean, there are some personal things that would probably be difficult for me to talk about, but generally like political issues, no, not, not really. Um, but you got to remember too, I, uh, what you see on YouTube in terms of like the uh, daily weekly videos is like a very filtered, obviously very, I mean, those are scripted, right? And I'm, I'm sitting there trying to do my best take. I'm trying to give my best presentation. That's kind of a very practiced version of myself. What you get on the podcast is a little more uh, off the cuff, obviously. Um, so I think you got to remember when you're watching your favorite YouTubers outside of like a, a non-live setting, that is kind of an artificial version of themselves in a sense. So some, and it depends on the YouTuber. Oh, it depends on the format. <clears throat> anyway, you're, what were you saying, Mike? 
Oh, just saying like you're essentially like it's a performance, you know, yeah. you have to show yourself and which makes sense. That, that's yeah. I and even that. even in a podcast format, kind of, you know, you get in that mindset where you're like, we need to have, you know, long form drawn out discussions and, and mm-hmm. try to examine our deepest thoughts at length. And, you know, that's not necessarily the same guy that you get if you are sitting across from someone at the dinner table or something like that either. In fact, I'm actually quite, I think I'm pretty short in my everyday life as in short with my speech, <laughs> not short as in height as blonde would have you believe. That's not true. You kind of, you kind of, you kind of, um, <laughs> you kind of actually like come across as that kind of guy to me at like in a cash register or something like that. You know, you just give your, like, like you, you put your chip card in and you say nothing and you just, like, you just yeah. walk away. I hate You're when almost, cashiers try to talk to me and to be I honest, really I, I hate it. <laughs> like, I'm not your friend. So just leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to kind of build on what Matt was talking about, like, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, speaking on my own personal experience, I realized that one of the best ways I can present like a format for a podcast, like I can talk very much off the cuff, but, um, like half, like half of my content in my show, like I, I will have written down and I will have certain designated spots for what I do go off the cuff. Cause I kind of think it like helps with the aesthetic. I want to kind of translate to a listener. Like, I'm just like, okay, this is something I'm going to read out, like, in a script, and this is the part where I'm going to mark, like, okay, let's free flow into it. Good transition. Good on the ears. I mean, that's what you kind of have to think about, because you're thinking about your audience as well, as well as your message, too. So Seven foot one with hair, says... Uh... Our old pal Jay Fry. In the, oh, in I, w- the I wanted to take th- I wanted to take this time. I didn't tweet anything, but uh, Mr. Jay Fry, Mr. Deplorable Turtle, are you looking at me right now? I just wanted to say, you know, happy birthday to you, man. Oh, I, I forgot. Want- Thank you for yeah, reminding me. You did. I'm such you a piece did, of shit. I, I even tweeted to- <laughs> something snarky at him this morning. And I didn't even do it. I was just like, nah, man, I'm going to save this shit for tonight. Like, yeah, so good call. Salute, salute to you, Jay. Happy birthday, man. Um, any, anything else on your mind, Lala Lena, since I made you wait so long? Um, oh, um, you said that you weren't religious, but were you necessarily atheist? Uh, I, no, I mean, I guess if I had to pick, I would put myself in, uh, the camp of agnosticism. Um, I, I just, I, I, it's not something I think about or is part of my life, uh, on an everyday basis. I, I, I guess I'm skeptical of anyone who claims to know with certainty in any, in any aspect. So that could be the people who claim to know with certainty to the extent that they blow themselves <laughs> up for it. Or, you know, on the other side, the, the people who know, who claim to know with certainty that there is no God. Obviously I'm someone who, um, I, I'm a skeptic until I see evidence and, and I don't see evidence for pretty much any religion I've ever been exposed to, but uh, I, I don't think that that's sufficient to close my mind off to it entirely. So if something, you know, capped, if there was, if there was evidence presented before me, I'm open to it. Or if there was something that I found to be captivating from kind of a, a reasoning or even like a spiritual perspective, I don't know. I, I don't like to close my mind off to things, even if I don't think I, right. I buy into them, but I'm, I'm kind of a little bit on the same page as Matt. Like, um, like it's, it's, I can't, I'd be lying if I sat there and said that like atheism doesn't uh, doesn't present very strong cases, you know. I mean, I have to think about. Like, I found myself like at times thinking of just like, okay, like 
is there a god? Is there not a god? I'm pretty sure I will not find out till the day I die. And I'm willing to wait until then. You know, <laughs> I'm willing to wait and find out. But at the same time, like I, I always, I kind of grew up with religion in my household, but then I kind of like got away from it because I'm just like, so you told me God saw this shit? Like he saw the Holocaust and did nothing. <laughs> he saw slavery, did nothing at all. Oh yeah, there's it's a big world. He has to look around. So I'm I'm God not gonna rule it out. Also. Don't you know? What's up? God works in mysterious ways, don't you know? Uh, that's one hell of a mystery, then. <laughs> yeah. I'll solve it one. Scooby-Doo in the gang on that one. I'm sorry? Better get Scooby-Doo in the gang oh. hall that one. Leave Scrappy the fuck home. He's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> uh, how about you, Lala, Lena? What, um, would you describe yourself as a religious person? Or is there, is there uh, some, something behind your question there? Well, it was more leading into um, the what I've seen personally of the religious leanings of the Radfems. I am personally, mm. um, I would kind of describe myself the same way, except I am also militantly anti-theist, okay. which I would decry any, as far as I've seen, monotheistic religion, um, Wiccans, as far as I've seen, aren't that bad, as far as like being extremely... Um, authoritarian as far as like Christianity or Judaism or Islam would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, well, do you, I thought it was kind of ironic that a lot of the rad femmes, the radical feminazis that I've seen are self-proclaimed atheists, and yet they go about their message in much of the same way that religion does oh feminism and social justice is is absolutely a religion at this point i i don't have any hesitation in saying that put put veganism on that list too (laughs) like i don't i don't get that (laughs) i saw i saw a tweet where somebody tried to like equate patriarchal oppression to um opposition towards veganism and i'm sitting there just like how do you oppose veganism by just eating a ham sandwich or do i have to eat a ham sandwich and just say you know, fuck your plants while I'm eating it. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> I've seen, um, I saw it pop up a couple times, but I didn't want to go get myself some more cancer. Um, <laughs> that, that if you're not vegan, you're racist. Yeah, and global warming is a racist issue now, too. I mean, uh, pretty much everything's racist at this point, I guess, I've been told. I'm racist <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, this, I mean, fun. yeah, you're, yeah, absolutely. I think that's established. I've been, I've seen people call you racist on Twitter many times, or an equivalent. I mean, race <laughs> traitor. I mean, is that the race, same thing? Yeah. I, I, I told people right now. I told, I told Blonde the other day. Um, um, great. Um, she was arguing with somebody who had like only like four followers or something like that. You could tell this guy was black, but didn't even have a display picture. And she was talking about like, I seen your video on the YouTube. Like, I can't even explain like how horrible this person was typing. It, it, it looked like an eight year old. So I'm just pronouncing it all phonetically. And blonde basically rebutted back with like facts about like, um, about, um, IQs of certain races and from from like whatever country or whatever the hell like that mm-hmm. and she was basically doing what she does best refuting facts but just harshly <laughs> and I came up and I backed her up me and this other YouTuber uh, your boy Pat and of course he had to clap back with the age old like and you this old coon wanted <laughs> approval from the white man this old like, coon you're an old coon now 
I guess well, aren't so. You, aren't I mean, you? You and Blonde, you guys are just two racist peas in a racist pod together. But like, so but, cute. but I love, but I love that I had, I had to just bounce back with just like at this point right now, Coon doesn't. It means so little to nothing to me. It's just a Geiger counter for me to realize. Oh, I got to you. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. People who call me like I'm glad you're calling me a coon, so I can point out who the dumb IQ black people are, <laughs> so I can stay away from you and make d- fun of you from a distance. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, I think uh, we'll we'll let you go, Lalina. But anything you want to say before uh, before we pull another caller in? Uh oh. She... Hello. Uh-oh. Oh, did you lose this for a second? I was going to say, we'll, we'll probably let you go and bring another caller in, but if there's anything else you want to say before you take off. <laughs> well, just like, he knows that he's gotten to people when they call him coon. I know I've gotten yeah. to people when they call me Hitler, bitch. True story. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'd love to have you back whenever, Hitler, bitch. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for supporting the show. And I'm sure we will uh, speak again. Bye-bye, Hitler, bitch. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, guys. I saw, um, I, I, I'm being pressured in the chat again to show my dog, uh, by, uh, Tucky. I think it's, it's Tucky in the chat. I forget. Sorry. Uh, if I'm spacing the name, but I, I said last week I would do it. So I'll wait. I'll get my dog in a little bit. We'll have a, I've showed my dog on the channel a million times. It's not like a reveal, but <laughs> I said I would and I forgot. Yeah. Let's pull in my guy, Dante. Oh, is he Dante? You were in here, but now you're gone. Ah, Dante, I was going to pull you in. Oh wait, no, you are. Here you are. Here you are. Mr. Dante. Mr. Dante, Dante, are you mic'd up? Hello. What's up, man? What's up, Dante? Oh, my God. The legendary Skag himself. <laughs> you and I have never spoken by voice, I don't think, even though... I'm behind you, Matt. I yeah, swear. <laughs> That's right. He's just by himself. Dante... I'm um, not here. Dante has always been hanging out in my gaming streams and, you know, used oh, right to... On, right on. Yeah, and I can't. I'm speaking to the one and only Matt himself. Oh yeah, boy, see, please stroke my ego some more. I'm, just, you know. <laughs> no man, none of that. None of that here. I'm not sharing a stream with any dude stroking shit. <laughs> Stick. So you're racist and hand. homophobic. Now, now oh, the truth is coming out. That's really nice. Fucking right, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. I just want to say, um, dude, you're freaking amazing, man. Well, I appreciate it, and thanks for supporting my stuff, man. You're Dante's one of the few who has like been. I mean, you used to watch my video game stuff. You've been on the channel for a long time, as far as I know. I mean, I've yeah, I've been since about two years now. Yeah, so it's it's been it's been quite a while, and uh, yeah, two years going strong, man. Maybe, maybe one of these days when I get back on the PS4. No more, no more Skack Three. Skack Three's been put to bed. Well, you, you'll always find me on the on the Xbox and the PS4 under that name. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If I ever play PS4 again, someday. You need to play PS4 again. <laughs> Get on I know, because both you guys are on there. Faggot. Get off that Xbox cock. It's just all my dumb <laughs> friends are on. Well, I, you know, I, don't, I think they're pretty much similar, interchangeable consoles. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. But, look, if you're a console scrub, you're a console scrub, and that's pretty much the end of it. Uh, I'm so not we're going to be a scrub now? I'm just saying, like PC elitism, I get it. But if you're one of these console, like console, um, what I already forgot the term. I've been out of the community for so long. Master race. If you're a PS4 master race, no, just stop. 
I'm just PS4 player. I'm an adult <laughs> yeah. about my games. I'm just like I like the convenience. Yeah. I don't want to put together a computer. <laughs> I want to. I want to sit and I want to play a nice, nice game on my couch. Play my Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> All right, Mr. Dante. Anything else you want to say before uh, before we pull another caller in? No, not really. I just want to say you're amazing, man. Keep up the amazing work. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your support for my stuff. You know where to find me if you ever need anything from me. Uh, I'm never too far away. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> so he didn't know that. <laughs> he knew that. He yeah. knew that. Right on, right on. Let's, uh, I always uh, try to mix in some questions from the chat, too. Um, okay. Here's one. Talk about the UN wanting reparations for black people. So I'm not sure about the details on this. Did you see this story? I've I've never heard of it. The only thing I've been really like paying attention Odd is that UN like seizing the internet possibly in the next three days. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you do that, you're gonna get a ban. I mean, you're not gonna get on the show, period. So let's let's be cool about it. And now there's gonna be fifty more people who are gonna do that. <laughs> I really hope I really hope not, man. Like that, it's my fault. Like my I need to <laughs> I need to spend more time like um setting I need to do the security settings on the server. So, you know, production hiccups, we'll get through them. Right on. Um so, my understanding about the UN uh the U, the UN has issued some sort of recommendation to the US government. Up, this is all like a headline I read, so it might be wildly inaccurate. Some kind of recommendation to pay reparations to I don't know if it's provable descendants of slaves or just black people generally. That's that, <laughs> it's, I, here's I'm, the question I'm, though. If yeah. we did that, here's what I wonder. Okay. Would we, I take the money? We're a rich Fuck country. Yeah. The U S is a rich country. We can do the stuff we want to do. You right. know, we might have to borrow some money to do it, but we can do it. We've done it a million times. We can do it again. What if we just said, okay, every single black person gets like a million dollars from the government. But in exchange, in exchange, no more of this bullshit bitching and Black Lives Matter stuff. First of all, would you trust that? Would no. you would you really trust that's the deal. Really tr- it's a binding yeah. deal. That's the you gotta sign the paper. Laws are binding deals. You still got motherfuckers <laughs> kicking in fucking bus windows and shit. Well, I'm just saying Doesn't matter. I, I'm not saying I would think I think it would work. My question is for that type, and again, I want to be very clear. I'm not talking about black people in general. I'm talking about that type, the type of person who riots in Charlotte. And that's not that type of black person. It's that type of person, period. Because there are other people yeah. in that okay. crowd, too. That's the type true. Of per- the, when I say that type, I mean rioter in Charlotte. That type of person. Okay. Is there anything the government could do for them that would make them say, okay, good enough. I will go home and do something else now. Is, I, I don't have- know that there is. I don't know if there is either because, like, for one, you can't really, like, you can't really change or update someone's mind and how they feel, you know. I mean, like, you can give them all the money in the world they want, like, and tell them, hey, listen, you got to be good now. It's like, oh, yeah, I will be good because I'm thinking about all the people that had to get, like, ferried on buses to go to Charlotte just to fuck some shit up. And I'm just like. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. They did say that. They bust them in. You're gonna, you have to think about all those people on the bus. They're all getting a million dollars that, for all intents and purposes, they probably don't deserve. <laughs> like, oh, I, I don't think there's. I, I don't think any. Well, very few, except for I don't know, the few people that I would actually call cucks. 
are the people yeah. who think that that should happen. <laughs> I mean, look at it like this, man. I, I say like if you're gonna if you if if the UN does approve of this uh this um <laughs> reparations referendum, that's a mouthful. Like yeah. do it to restore all the cities that Black Lives like give it to all the cities that Black Lives Matter has destroyed in rioting. Fair enough. Baltimore, Ferguson, <laughs> Charlotte, Milwaukee, give them some new weaves and everything like that. Like help like rebuild the community. Fuck all that. Don't, um, don't give anyone a million dollar check. Don't give the rape. I'm not advocating it. Check. I'm just saying, would they stop? Would they finally say good enough? I don't think they would. I don't think they would, but let's, <laughs> let's bring in another caller. Uh, right, right, Jeremy, up. you're on, you're up. If you're good to go. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, is mine working? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. I can hear you. No, it's not. You it's can't not hear working, him? man. Yeah. I could. Oh, yeah, okay, good. I could totally hear don't man, man. There's so many like, Things going haywire in the Discord. You can't play. You can't. You can't play pranks on me. I'm sorry, man. What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> Everything's good. Well, I was mad. I've always been a big fan of yours. Since I started Appreciate to watch that. you like last year. Uh huh. And so it's. I'm like. It's... Yeah. So sorry, I was interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I'm pretty young, and uh, this is like the first year I've started to care about politics. You've been a big mm -hmm. uh, part of like me growing uh, who I am and learning like what I really believe in. You and me both, man. <laughs> I I appreciate that tremendously. I mean, from both of you, that's, uh, that's high praise. And Mikey, dude, I, the reason I bring you in is cause I think you have cool style and cool perspective. So we don't have to stroke each other, but cool Jeremy, I style. Yeah, what the, man. What the hell you be about cool? When style? I listen, when I listen to your show, I was like, this guy gets it. He's doing something unique with his show. It's got kind I'm of sorry. like this cool, I don't know. I don't, it's got cool style to it. It makes me okay. feel cool listening to it. That's what cool I'm saying. It makes me feel like I belong in the back of the bus while listening to it. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Let's get back to Jeremy. What's no, up, that, man? Actually, I just realized how awful that was. I meant the cool kids ride in the back of the bus. <laughs> oh, that was not intentional. I meant like a cool high school kid. <laughs> Fuck you, skank three. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Jeremy. I'm I'm derailing, uh, but um, but I appreciate that very much. Is there? So you're saying that your your kind of political worldview or your political philosophy is now developing, right? Yeah. I mean, I live in a liberal state, and my whole mm -hmm. family's liberal. So like, I've always, you know, not really understand. Just uh, say exactly what they say. You know, yeah. That's what children do. But yeah. this year, you know. I started to watch videos and actually search stuff up and look at facts. And I realized, wow, I mean, I don't agree with what my parents think. And uh, watching your videos was a big part of that. Yeah, and you know, you you might agree and you might not. And and really, for you to say that is, is high praise and a high compliment. I take that uh, very seriously. That's really awesome of you to say that. And then to know that that's going on is, is really humbling for me. Um, and that's awesome that, you know, it's not about the philosophy that you reach. Uh, it's about the thought that you put into getting there and to, to hear that you're describing like, you know, I want to, I want to find my opinions, but more importantly, I want to know why I hold them or what the reasoning is that leads me to get to them. That's what's crucial. It's not like, I don't, I don't, there's no one ideology. I think that, that 
is um, necessarily the best or, or the one that's right all the time. The, so we have to be willing to recognize when uh, we just have to be willing to recognize bad reasoning where it's present. I think the left has gone crazy with bad reasoning lately, <laughs> but that might change, you know? And so that's what, that's all I, I hope we get to is just like a, a place where critical thinking and asking why and wondering why you think the things that you do and why you do the things that you do that where that's kind of um, the, the, the philosophical basis for everything as opposed to like a set of political values necessarily. But hey, uh, are, Oh, sorry, man. Go sorry. for it, man. I actually had a question for you, Jeremy. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, man? I'm 15. Hmm. That's really cool, man. I'm, I almost did absolutely nothing <laughs> when I was 15. I was still playing Pokemon Red. That's really cool, man. I'm, 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 it's good to hear like people, like young people getting more into politics. And I kind of thought the same thing like back when in the back in the beginning of the summer when Bernie started his run. And I was like, this is a good thing. I think this is something that kids need right now. Cause I don't think, I don't really remember me when I was 15 at the time, really giving a shit so much about politics and here you can't even vote. And at least like you keeping, you know, your, 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 you kind of found enlightenment at a young age, and I'm just saying that's a good thing. Have you have you ever came across a point where like you've butted heads with your folks, idea like like as a like with ideals? I mean, you know, or philosophies. Have you ever came across that point yet? Oh, all the time. I mean, during the debate, it was a battle with them. Like, mm. I would, I would, are they are they like strongly pro Hillary people, or are they just kind of? They're uh, really pro Hillary, and man, they get. So Kiss they're the two. That I like Trump. We mm. found the two like strongly pro Hillary people. That, that they're the two. We'll have to. Right we'll have to have them on the show. <laughs> no. no, you should meet my roommate. Like she, she's she she loves Hillary to death, and I love her to death, man. It's huh. Just I don't want to have those conversations. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I I'm not kidding, and I I worry like because you get in your own ideological bubble. You talk to people who think the same way you do, and I, and I've you say things like well, I don't know a lot of. Hillary supporters, I do know people who will vote Hillary, but I'm not kidding you when I say I don't know a lot of like uh, enthusiastic Hillary voters. So Hillary enthusiasm, I know a lot of like closeted Hillary voters, I guess. But you know a lot of closeted Trump voters too. That's true. I, I've been wanting to know actually. I'm probably going to have um, – and I'm pretty sure this is probably with uh, like a few of my own friends – um, I'm probably going to have one of them probably guest host on a future podcast because mm. I'm willing to listen to a non-regressive case for voting for Hillary Clinton. Like, I, and that's okay because I realized um, – I found myself watching like old debates from like the 60s and stuff like just on YouTube just like looking at like archival stuff and I realized like, wow, like before technology got in the middle of everything, people just had debates in rooms where you could smoke in them. I'm not advocating for smoking but you get my drift. Like they, they had their disagreements like gentlemen though and you at least got to hear like both sides of the argument and I'm just like, okay, I understand – about Hillary's past and all of her devious deeds, legal and illegal, ethical and unethical. But I want to know why people are going to vote for her. Cause like, cause I said like there's millions of reasons why I understand people voting for Trump and they don't exactly have to be identical. So I'm just, I'm waiting for that one person to say like, well, tr to not say, well, Trump is a racist and a bigot and a homophobe and Hillary's for women essentially. So, I mean, that's good, though, man. You can at least start having these conversations, man. You're budding early. That's a good thing. So, props. 
All right. Any anything else on your mind, uh, Jeremy? Well, uh, I mean, how would I be able to get my point across to like other people? You know, they hear my views and like, oh, you're just a child. You don't really understand how politics works. But you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I I, I have a feeling I do know some stuff about politics and and I am starting to develop it. But how do I? How would I? tell them like this you want is no for my, real and this is my views and how to make them listen you want you want to know you want to know my my opinion on this it may be different from skags but this is just my personal opinion just from uh just from you know take a walk in my shoes um fuck them not like you know <laughs> like in terms of animosity i mean like you know just you may not be you may not be able to have control over what other over like other people's opinions on this i'd say like this for your sake educate yourself a little more and one one of your benefits i would probably say educate uh the opposition or get yourself get yourself an education in the opposition as well just so you know, like, okay, I'm solid in my foundation and my beliefs. That can kind of help it cultivate and grow later, I think. Because your parents probably won't change your mind. It's really hard. It's really hard for any 15-year-old to try to change my mind on shit. <laughs> like, but um, that's just my there personal is, thing. Yeah, there is kind of a bias there that's just hard to get over. But you know what yeah. I like about what you're saying, Jeremy, which is because when I was about your age, that's when I was kind of forming my political worldview. And when I was about 15 or 16, what I always reference is like, so for me, that was like 2003. And that was when we invaded Iraq. And it was like cool to hate Bush. And it was cool to be anti-war. And that's how I became kind of a flaming liberal, to be honest. <laughs> um, and what I like about what you're saying, which was the opposite of me at the time, is you're talking about just kind of asking questions and being curious and and being skeptical and trying to poke holes in things. And when I was young in your age, that was the opposite of what I was. I was like, no, I know this is right. And there's no <laughs> possible way that it's wrong. And you get this very idealistic, yeah. foolish, um, just hard line view of the world that's not very agile or not very adaptable or not very flexible and it doesn't seem like that's what you're saying so i mean i i think mikey's right like there's probably a certain degree of um of ageism you're gonna have to deal with <laughs> but i think if you just kind of i mean it sounds like you're a curious person and you know maybe you don't have to challenge people on on political opinions but sometimes you can guise a challenge in the form of a question like if you ask questions that are you know, that, that are presented and believed to be in good faith, most people are pretty responsive to that. But not all the time. After all, Socrates was killed for that. So, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, try to give it a rest if people get annoyed. But I, I like what you're saying. And it's really cool to hear um, that, you know, that you've arrived at some of that thought through, through my channel and that, you know, you support the show and all that stuff. So very much appreciated on my behalf. Um, and that's all I can say. I'm very humbled. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Take it easy, Jeremy. Have a great night. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good shit, I said, Good yeah, man, I, I love to hear that. I said I would bring in Menachos. I'm trying to, and I know, you know, there's some in the Discord chat, some people are a little annoyed that I can't bring people in in order of appearance. I have a dream that one day the callers will yeah. be allowed on in order of appearance, is what someone said. And that's that's oh, right. Well, so <laughs> admittedly, like I can't, uh, I, I'm trying to figure this out on the fly and how to organize mm -hmm. the server and how to manage it. And maybe I can get some help in doing that in the future. Like I said, 
I don't have a producer. I'm sorry. Like, I can't watch who joined when. Maybe there's a way to get a num- I don't know if there's a way to get tickets. I don't, I don't know how to do it. I'll try to figure it out. But for now, it's going to be a little disorganized. I apologize for that. Doing the best I can. If you ever have a question for me that I can't get to on the show, I respond to essentially everything on Twitter. It's at Matt C on YT. You can email me anytime at Matthew L. Christensen at gmail.com. It's long and hard to spell, but you can find it in the links uh, in the description of my videos. I'm, I'm responsive on that kind of stuff. So I apologize for the lack of organization, but doing the best I can. Before I forget, I said I would get um, my nachos. Yeah, we got my nachos. Is he in? Oh, he's in. Or she's in. I should not presume gender, but you're muted. There you go. Unmute, unmute yourself. Hello? Oh, there you Non-binary. go. Non-binary. I knew it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Can you hear us? There we go. There we go. Oh, awesome. Okay. I got confused in the push to talk settings. <laughs> oh, I thought I maybe I thought I turned them off. Maybe I didn't. Let me see. Anyway, uh, what's on your mind? Dead air. Maybe I maybe I changed the setting or something. Oh no! I tried to enable everything. I muted myself again. Oh okay. And stop fucking us up, dude. <laughs> oh okay. Every time I let go of push to talk, it auto mutes me. Oh. So weird. I'm gonna this have to hold some... down the button. Okay. Sorry about that. I. Anyway, uh, what's what's up? What uh, what's on your mind? Um, my friend and I have been talking about why certain states that have historically been uh, either whatever side they're on, ha- all of a sudden this election cycle, um, are up for grabs for whatever the other team was. Are you talking and about he- blue states and red states? Yeah, like Rep- yeah, like Pennsylvania, where like it, Trump actually has a shot, even though it should be Democrat. Yeah, but it's always really close in Pennsylvania. I know that they they that Obama won it by a decent margin. Uh, I think in twenty, I don't know the numbers. I think he actually had a pretty healthy win there in twenty twelve. I'm not sure about two thousand eight, but Pennsylvania is always a battleground, though. Yep, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Um, I I don't know the other ones off the top of my Florida, head. Florida, uh, Nevada, yeah. sometimes Wisconsin, sometimes Michigan. A lot of those midwestern yeah. states. But, you know, to your point, I mean, even if uh, I think to your point about switching allegiances, I mean, maybe maybe states are, maybe they aren't. But there are tons of people like me who w- were previously in, in the never vote Republican camp who have seen what has happened to the mm-hmm. left and the Democratic Party and be like, Thanks. No, thanks. I'm out of here. There are a lot of Trumpocrats. Yeah, there are a lot of. Um... Oh, I'm definitely on that boat. I'm from California, i.e., <laughs> uh, Democrat uh, stronghold. Yeah. Um, so, but like he and I were having the conversation, and we came to the conclusion that the we're, America's going through a change in demographics would be a good way, or constituencies, where people are changing teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's fascinated by it because he's a history major, so mm-hmm. he could not be happier by what's going on. I, one of the things that I think is going to be so interesting in this election is to see how accurate the polling and the electoral map predictions right before the election day turn out to be. Because in too. past elections, like Nate Silver and those guys, they pretty much nailed it with like such a slim margin of like so so close to exactly right. But I don't think that stuff applies. 
this time around. I think the polling is bullshit. I know Blonde's going to do, I think she might be uploading it now, a big video on some of the flaws in polling methodology. So that'll be interesting to see. But as people move away from, you know, landline telephones and they, and they don't answer pollsters in the way that they have historically, especially millennials, Mm-hmm. polling gets kind of weird people are going to switch allegiances all over um this is gonna i, I don't know i'm i'll be interested to see because i expect a crazy different result from what the polls suggest i think it's gonna i don't i'm not saying trump's gonna win i don't know that but i don't put a lot of stock in the polls at present either i guess is what i'm saying yeah especially complete, when you, like i'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, go ahead no uh, i was gonna say i completely agree that uh Based on the biases of the media and the polls, nobody can take anything that's said uh, seriously lately. But um, what I what I personally want to my belief about the polls, who makes them incorrect, is that they're taking it to what I feel like they're taking into account like people that like will vote after all the events with uh, Bernie and the Democratic uh, system and in his party. And basically, I'm saying, will people actually turn out to vote like the polls say they will? Yeah, I mean, they always say yeah. they always say they're polling likely voters, but I don't I don't actually know how that's defined. And uh, there's no enthusiasm enthusiasm on the Democratic side, even if you say you're a likely Democratic voter. I, I don't know. Nobody's in, like I said, nobody's enthusiastic for Hillary. But uh, plus, sorry, I think like how plus I think yeah. how you count count like votes plus like polls like you don't know exactly who is clicking a a tweet that asked you to vote for something. That could be like a 13-year-old very enthusiastic about politic, you know, about politics Twitter user or something either. I mean I hope that there's – like, and also like there's like like many deciding factors of what type of polls they want to run to. Like like the CNN poll I just thought was bullshit. Like they – at least they disclosed like how many Democrats they wanted to find. You're talking about the debate reaction? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a joke. I, I am shocked. Honestly shocked. And I know flash polls aren't scientific. I know they don't necessarily mean much, but dude, yeah. the, the degree to which the, the flash polls, the snap polls, the immediate online reaction was in favor of Trump. That surprised me. Cause, uh, I don't know if we'll get time to talk about it or not. By the way, Sunday's podcast, all we're going to do probably is break down the debate and talk about that, um, with a guest as well. So that'll be fun. But I think, uh, I am pretty disappointed. I'm pretty disappointed in, in Trump. Um, in, about the first debate. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I don't, I would, my reaction was not to say he won. My reaction was to call it a draw because I thought he opened reasonably strong. But, um, but I think you could credibly argue that Hillary won it to be on. Trump fell apart down the line and there were so many openings for Hillary that he just didn't take. And there's, he, all, there's, there's also so many, um, I mean, holding on the Lester Holt thing, we'll put that in the back burner for a yeah. second, but I agree just with you. Cause like I said, I, it like, the first, like, on the night where, like, you heard, like, all the truth bombs, like, all, like, the soundbite quality Trump stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'll release her emails as soon as I blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that whole shit. decent Trump. <laughs> your your well, impressions thank- are usually on point. Not too bad. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> but, no, I was just, like, then it got to, like, the later half of the whole thing where it's just, like, Trump pull it back you're not this is cringe compilation worthy right now this is not the this is not the primary it's just like sean hannity sean hannity it looks like no one gives a fuck yeah (laughs) but but Um, like 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Uh, no, it's okay. I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, there's some random delay going on. Uh, if I drop huh. out because of my internet, um, just don't worry about it and kick me out yeah. of the, the thing and bring somebody else. Um, what I was going to say about the, the whole Trump sounding off his game is, well, was he? did he come in with the strategy of sounding even more middle of the road than he has been lightly to attract people from Hillary's side? Or was it just him doing badly? I, I think based on the start of the debate he was coached to be aggressive and i think probably rightly so it's probably the right strategy and i liked how he opened he had he was on the offensive and commanding and he had hillary on the defense and that was great mm -hmm. even when he did though he could not help himself from interrupting all the time and it was really damn annoying that can be forgiven if you if you're able to keep hillary kind of on the ropes but then down the line he just sort of fell off I don't know. I, I I bet he was advised to be more like the Trump and coach to be more like the Trump at the start that we saw. But to, as the debate progressed, that I think that ego that plagues him, where he like any shot at his thin skin will put him into defensive mode, and and that's what he did for the latter half. Of the <laughs> Come on, dude. What the fuck? <sighs> it's this mating call. Yeah. His mama's mating call. Shit. <laughs> uh. So, so I think, I think I trust Kelly and Conway and I think she's doing a good job. And, um, but I think he probably went away from his coaching and away from his, what they had advised him to do. And I think it was probably his own ego and his own thin skin that led him to do that. Not somebody else's advice. But I will say this though. I will say this. And, um, I know that I'm kind of right in my, in, in, in my, um, view on this because Bar uh, Breitbart did an article on this and I was just like you could look at this as something bad you can look at all the times that like um, all the interruptions from Lester Holt and like the very few rebuttals asked of Hillary Clinton by him I look at this as Donald has room to improve he has two more debates going up and I think you just about got like the fill of what Hillary can offer the only problem I really had was when um is that I will have in the future is that any talk about a foreign policy plan, I think Hillary may have them on it just because she'll make it sound convincing to the American public. But um, that's just me, though. Like, I, th I still think he has room to improve, though. And like I said, people are still throwing out countermeasures to stop him. Like that, so that stupid Playboy uh, um, Miss America, whatever the fuck thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, did you so. have you heard the some of the backstory too like so to give the context this um this beauty pageant that hillary brought up that uh, donald trump allegedly called fat like 20 years ago and now she's doing the media tour talking about how she was fat shamed as though this matters it's all a big distraction it's all a joke i can't believe we're talking about this when we have so many important issues but she's like venezuelan or something apparently mm. she was party to uh, a, like a murder and being an accomplice to drive the, the murderer away to escape some weird stuff. There's also allegedly porn of her. If that, you know, strikes your fancy and you want to, you want to check you know that so, out. Yeah. It was so really shitty about that whole thing. The fact that that's controversy is that like the whole thing is like, he called me fat 20 years ago. No, you should be complaining. If someone said 20 years ago, you were skinny. If someone said you were fat 20 years ago, and you're bitching about it now <laughs> like come on man I'm sitting there I would like, also have to uh, sorry to cut in I would also have to argue that anybody commenting on a beauty pageant uh, participant's beauty 
I mean, it's sort of, yeah. if they're part of the system, it's their job to judge them on how good they look. Correct. I don't know. Correct. Like if there is any context in which it is absolutely appropriate to talk about someone's appearance, that is one. That is absolutely one. I know, right? Anyway, uh, we'll probably have to let you go, Manachos, but uh, anything you want to say before we drop you out? Uh, in California, we're having a proposition. Well, there's a proposition on uh, up for voting for uh, making background checks on ammo related. Uh, I just figured it's related to the video you uploaded today. Wait, sorry, can you repeat that? I, I don't think I fully caught um, In California, they're making a proposition to uh, put background checks on ammo, like the purchases oh, of ammo. Oh, okay, okay. Not just the guns, but the ammo. Yeah. So, mm. like, I thought it was relevant because what you uploaded today. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with background checks per se. And when people talk about like the, the, the gun show loophole and all these things, really what they're talking about is universal background checks. So the way it works now is if you, if you buy a gun from a, a, a dealer, you're going to get a background check by a federal law. Now, if you get a, a gun in a private exchange, like if I give Mikey a gun, um, well, he lives in Texas. And I assume it's like Montana where you can do whatever you want. But let's say you live in New York or California like Manachos does. I don't uh, there's probably um, some type of regulation on that such that the state might say, no, no, you need a background check to receive that gun. Okay, well, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. I guess I don't necessarily have a problem with background check for ammo either, but what I have a problem with, because really what they're checking for, as far as I understand, is is criminal status. Are, are you a felon? And if so, then you're not going to be able to get this product. And And if you're deemed a felon, you've gone through due process and, and you know, we've decided that you, you shouldn't have a weapon on account of the decision made through due process. The problem with the terrorist watch list is it's just a guy in an office. Who's like, fuck him. Seems like a terrorist to me. No gun. Mm-hmm. As long as Name we have lots due of process. syllables. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, That's awesome. uh, what part of California from before? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, oh I lived please, in, if you will. I lived in Alameda for two years. Uh, Alameda de las Pulgas? Huh? The, the road? I, There's no, a road uh, called Alameda. No, the city the Alameda town. in the east. Oh, uh, okay. The I've island city opposite San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Okay. Have a nice later, man. Uh, okay, and I said I would bring Dank Castle in next. Dank Castle, I think, is in some kind of international setting, but you're in, man, so if you can hear me, you got to unmute yourself or push talk. There yeah, you. sorry about that. Bit of a delay there. How's it going, guys? Doing hey, right. what's going on, Danky? Are you, are you can I call from... you Danky? <laughs> uh, I'm not Danking right now. I'll Dank a little bit later on. Were you saying you're from <laughs> an international <laughs> destination? Yes, I am from uh, the Great White North. It's about as international as oh, so can get. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh man! Slightly just, uh, wider and slightly north of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. What? Uh, That's what like province? so far from me. <laughs> what, uh, what province are you in? I am from Ontario. Oh, so you're like French Canadian? Mm. Uh, not cool quite French. Canadian. We're right beside them, and uh, we oh, kind of okay. can't stand up sometimes, you know. Yeah. That's Quebec. <laughs> so what's on your mind, man? All right, I wanted to talk about this whole. Um, Progressive portions of the left in the U.S. starting to broaden terms like racism and white supremacy. Oh God! What's the difference at this point? Because they because now I get called 
I, we all do. Let's be honest. Like if you're a critic yeah. of them at all, you, I get we've all been caused it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, what's the difference way. though? I don't, they, they, they use them sometimes the same person uses those terms, but as far as I can tell, they, they use them interchangeably. Oh, oh I see. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is how, um, okay, this is two different things. This is really going to blow your friggin' minds. Okay. So on one side, we're seeing the definition of white supremacist not be like to describe what you would say is like a neo-Nazi, but it's more to describe the system of the U.S. and how it automatically benefits the white man. And so how it's you might not also be able... like the best place for anyone to live in the world, <laughs> including yeah, exactly. black people. Or just, and not that Canada's bad, but you get what I'm saying. Like the West numbers yeah. don't lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The minority, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So there's that broadening of that term and then with racism you're starting to hear people like dr mark lamont hill and talib Kweli say uh black people don't, can't be racist don't call him doctor what don't is with the middle name lamont dude it's like everybody i, I run no into idea. there's daryl lamont jenkins the guy who mm -hmm. ran us down in cleveland the guy who got shot in charlotte was keith lamont scott and now you're referencing <laughs> somebody right. named something lamont something what is this that's my new Illuminati. name, Biggest Lamont Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, I'm doing that. <laughs> Biggest Lamont, Biggest Lamont uh, Mikey. <laughs> please do. I approve of that. That's hilarious. Yeah, so what do you guys think is um, the whole black people can't be racist thing, though? If we could talk about Bullshit. that a little bit. Well, yeah. let's, let's let the voice of color have the floor. Actually, color. I don't know. Maybe Dank Castle is a voice of color. No, no, no. I'm trying to do the regressive. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> no, no. Um, no, what's funny is um, I watch another uh, YouTube channel called DJ Vlad. It's essentially like mm -hmm. TMZ for hip hop. And he had this like 20 minute video that surprisingly got flagged by a lot of people where Mark Lamont Hill was asked or he was said that um, um, like racism isn't. Uh, it's, the black people can't be racist. Yeah, black yeah, people can't be racist video, yeah. because because like they're not in like any sort of like like powerful like they have no powerful institution that backs them up. And I was just like, bro, I can so beg to differ right now. You like have like Obama has tea time with Deray McKesson while Charlotte Burns. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can get fired from your job for possibly say reciting a joke from Blazing Saddles and someone overheard you. Um and I realized that even with like white liberals who kind of take on that mantle, they they, they take it upon themselves to f self flagellate in front of black people to show like they're sorry for you right now. Like their mm -hmm. voice, in a sense, kind of helped elevate this notion. Now that's just like, look at this black man. Look at how you're hurting him. Okay, you're a racist, or you're like like it's 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 I kind of like went off a trail for something like that. But yeah, black people absolutely can be racist. Yeah, race is a sentiment you have of a belief that another race that's different from your own, you have a distasteful opinion of them. Exactly. Make worse and judgments like, about Another thing them. with this weird definition of racism is that it only works in the U.S. You bring that shit to, like, China. Or, like, even talking from one minority to another. Like, I'm, I'm a black guy. If I say something racist to an Indian guy, that's still racist. Yeah. Like I, I agree with that too, but like it's it's, I thought it was, I didn't think it was a little bit fair because like, if you take what Mark Lamont Hill said in the in the DJ Vlad video, video and take like how like 
take account his manner of any time he's on like a CNN or Fox News panel or anything like that, whenever like any type of facts or statistics or crime statistics come up. And the first thing he does is he immediately labels and lambasts um, that commentator as a racist. Um, and, and like that's racist and shit like that. I'm just like, that's no, you can't do that right now. Like what I saw, <laughs> like what I saw in Milwaukee was racism. Like what mm. I saw, what I saw in, in Charlotte, clear racism, you know, and people are now just conflating the term with just like, if someone opposes you in any form or fashion, and it just so happens to be a different race than you, then they're racist. Skag could beat me in checkers, and if and I'd be like, you're racist, <laughs> Skag. <laughs> it's, I couldn't it's, you, so I mean, I'm, you're racist. Not only to me is it a shame in terms of um, just what it means for our social interaction, but it's such like an intellectual shame because it's such a lazy explanation of everything. I'm not saying there's no such thing as racist, like white racist, black racist, whatever. There's racist of all... Stripes, uh, stripes and shapes and colors and sizes and whatever. But if you live in a world where like everything that's negative can be explained by race, it's, it's such a sad world, but it's such a simple world too. And I just, I think it, I hate to say it, but I think it kind of makes you a stupid person, to be honest. I'm not saying you can't escape that, but you, I don't think you can live in that world and be like a critical thinker and introspective person. Uh, you know, oh, it's impossible. Who, yeah. Like it just, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a, it's a toxic worldview and ideology that just holds your intelligence down because you have a simple explanation for everything. I'll tell you for me right now, like I, like I said, I've, I've since been red pilled for a very long time, but like growing up in high school, even with like what limited intellect I had, I kind of still found myself playing the race card from here and there. And I can it, it's, it was kind of sort of like intrinsically embedded in me, like kind of growing up in Texas and growing up in the South, although I really had no actual racial opposition or anything like that. And it just came to me to realize like I should find it a point of pride if I'm a minority in America, because that's a, that's, that's not a bad thing. I, I don't think that it, like, I guess I'm going to say I'm kind of coming from perspective of, I guess, many of the millions of people who probably feel like that in America probably still do today. You realize, like, wait, I got to snap myself out of this shit. Like, sometimes your surroundings can kind of change your perspective on a lot of things. And then I was just like, okay, wait, this isn't as bad as I thought it was right now. Most of this stuff really, most of black on white vitriol that I've experienced or that I've seen, not saying that racism doesn't exist, is really just like the invisible boogeyman treatment, you know? I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not stupid. We all know racism isn't exactly dead. I know people have racist tendencies and whatnot, you know, but I don't let that pervade every waking step that I go. Like on the death on the day that I heard about the Keith Lamont shooting no no no. The um the Philando Castile shooting my mom still called me in, the, in, like, the day after it all happened and after that all got all fucked up and everything like that just to tell me to be careful and make sure yeah. I watch myself. I mean, it, it really comes down, and it's interesting the way you describe it, too. It's like, of course, racism will never die. You think about the world as kind of like a ratio between opportunity and oppression or opportunity yeah. and racism. And I think you and yeah. I probably agree that we look at the world and you're – opportunity is about yay high. Sorry if you're yeah. listening to this on demand. My left hand is up really high and your <laughs> your oppression, no matter your race, it might be in a small scale, it might exist, but it's comparatively very, very small. 
And I think they live in a world where they're kind of even or even oppression higher than opportunity, which is just insane. There's nowhere in the world with more and better opportunity for anyone of any color, any size, any belief, anything. They haven't latched onto the fact that it, in the end of the day, it's self-oppression. Like yeah. they made, they've made a model of what they see as what's better than them. And they realize I will never reach that plateau. And I'm pretty sure he didn't have any obstacles or any hurdles in his way because it's a little easier to accept because this person is white. I get it. I've heard the whole same, same song and fucking dance ever. And I realize that's not the case exactly. Cause my parents are uh, good members and portraits of my family and just people I've known throughout life who were minorities found some semblance of success and happiness and inner peace. And I've known this at a very young age. And I was just like, no, I don't. But how can you, it's really hard to kind of speak to these, uh, speak to people, I guess, who kind of live in such a, like a, a horribly like, like depressive situation, such as many people who live in the inner cities. And what can you expect when all you do is get like a, a diet of sensationalized snuff films every day? Exactly. You know, you almost well, thank can't. you very much for uh, oh, yeah. taking Sorry, my man. questions, guys. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna hop off awesome. unless someone else on. Yeah, thank yeah. We appreciate it, uh, Mr. Castle or Dank. Oh, whatever, <laughs> what we Sorry, call you, man. Danky? I can't remember. Uh, but <laughs> appreciate you. it. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for calling in. And hopefully, we can chat again another time. Appreciate the question. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and take care. Have a good one. So um, we're just about there on time. I'm kind of trying to do this about an hour or so. However, I said that I would pull in two more. That's uh, GP and Brian. Pull them in in that order. And then my friend Aggie, um, who I might recruit to kind of maybe help me manage the server a little bit. Well, yeah, he, he has a point of dispute so on my video today <laughs> about um, due process and the terror watch list and buying guns. So he says he wants to do a brief, we'll do a flash debate on that. He has some disagreement, I guess. So I'll pull him in next. So, uh, we'll do that, and then we'll round it out. Again, sorry, guys, I can't get to everybody. I'm doing the best I can. I'll try to make a better system so it's more fair in terms of who gets in. I'll shut so the if, fuck you've been, up. if you've been waiting a long time, I know it's not fair right now. I, I recognize that. I'll try to improve it. Appreciate everyone's patience. Appreciate your support for the show and your willingness to to be cool about it. And I appreciate how you guys are all getting along together. I don't I don't see a lot of shit posting in the Discord chat or the YouTube chat. That I I don't know. I guess uh, Jay Fry must off be uh, must be off eating birthday cake or something because we need someone riling up the, the <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know, uh, right? So let me uh, we'll pull in GP GP if you're ready to go. Oh, I don't see him. I don't see him. Um, he he might have had to take off. Sorry about that. Brian's up next. If you're still around, Brian. Here we go. Oh wait, no. GP is in here. Sorry, Brian. One moment. One moment, Brian. Uh, GP, you here? Kind of see your mic lighting up. Maybe it's on push to talk. I'll leave you in here, GP. So if you get your voice working, just speak up and I'll pull in Brian and see if he's good to go. Looks like you're muted on my end, Brian. Um, so you might have to unmute yourself or push to talk. I thought I had push to talk disabled, but discord is a weird thing. There you go, Brian. Looks like you're good. You're good now. Wow, huh? hopefully. Maybe not. Okay, well, let's go. I'll bring in Eggy. Eggy, are you good to go? The dude who wants to lay the smack down on me. What's up, Eggy? Are you good yeah, to go? I'm going to have to ask out of what material. <laughs> wait, what do you... Uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I, I, I pulled in you here. in. 
Yeah, no, I pulled you Whoops. in because our, our callers aren't good to go, but you said you wanted to do a little debate. So uh, if you're good to go. Stream. Well, I, I, I said these were going to be the last two callers, and it doesn't look like I have a connection with them yet, but if they can speak up, we'll pull them in. But for now, okay. uh, I'm, I'm good to go if you want to lay the smack down on me and tell me why I'm wrong. Well, first of all, you're a faggot. Um, so I know. Let's get that out today. of the way. Mm. Uh, we already know that. So in your video today, you know, you're talking about the no-fly list, people mm -hmm. not being able to, you know, ever get a gun. Would you agree with the compromise that, you know, they've already got on the table where it's not 100% like if you're on the no-fly list, you never get a gun? But well, that's not what they're proposing, though. Because you can move on and off the no-fly list, like, like Omar Mateen did. Because Omar Mateen was investigated for talking to people in Syria and all this stuff. The, the FBI investigated him, cleared him. He's not on the list anymore. So as, as far as I know, I mean, but, th but that's not to say that they can't just keep you on it indefinitely either. The problem is there aren't rules to this sort of thing. Yeah, but like, I'm just thinking like, you know, if they planned it out further and it was just like, you know, a super, super, you know, incredibly in-depth background check that just really vetted people, you know, wouldn't that be good enough like you know yeah, no, you I'm, I'm not comfortable conviction. with the, the idea of 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 suspending or restricting constitutional rights if i mean if you're a criminal sure but like on the basis of associations i mean if you, if you had a criminal plot in development like there was clearly a terrorist plot that they pegged yeah, you that's for. what i'm thinking yeah yeah but that's a crime at that point and if and if you're if you're a criminal but I guess I'd have to I'd have to be clearer on the legal process there because if they had sufficient evidence to bring like a terror plot charge against you, can you buy a gun? I assume you can't buy a gun while you're charged, but still like at trial or not convicted. I assume, but I don't know that for sure. Um, all I'm saying is, but if you if, if if you you should not be denied a constitutional right on the 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 decision or the the whim of of some bureaucrat. No. Ah, GP, you're here. Um, can I can can we suspend this debate momentarily while we talk to GP, Eggy? It's up to you. Guys, can uh, keep going. I, I think all I have is one more question: Is you know, would it appease you in any way if it wasn't just like one person, but it was a big committee, like you know, kind of like a Supreme Court thing where it had to be a majority? decision or is that still too I mean, shady for maybe you? but what i want is due process of law so what i want is to make sure that you're given that that you're not going to be denied your rights unless you're guilty of a crime not just like someone thinks that you're bad uh i mean and i and maybe you know i, I get it guns are dangerous uh guns are weapons i get that but think about this precedent in any other constitutional right does that i mean that gives me pause like, would you be comfortable saying, hey, your your ability to post online, exercise your free speech right online is going to be under the um, it's going to be subject to review of like this this federal board of people. But there's lots of them yeah, and they're diverse. But you can't kill people with speech, though. I don't like that idea. D well, despite what social justice warriors think, you can't shout someone to death. What about the guy who stabbed people in Minnesota? What about the truck driver in Nice? I mean, how many how many weapons are we going to restrict access to based on uh, some some bureaucratic board? What about the bomb? Well, what about the I, pressure cooker bomb guy? I think you know. Obviously, you're never going to be able to get rid of it 100 percent completely. But I think with you know. 
maybe we could do like, you know, kind of an experiment, like a trial where we're like, you know, we implement a policy, you know, for five years, we kind of see if any changes occur, you know, like, I don't well, know, you, some you, type you of won't find a link. If like, you can find a, 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 a credible uh, study linking uh, uh, gun control laws to a drop in violent crime period, I would like to see that. You can find them linking it to gun violence, but that kind of makes sense. What, what you don't see is a link in gun control to drop in violent crime. And if, if that exists, I would love to see it. I, I kind of get where you're coming from, but the only counter I would ask is, are you comfortable with the standard that you're advocating as it applies to any other constitutional right? Speech, petition, assembly, unreasonable search and seizure, due process of law, anything. Would you suspend any of those and yield them to the control of some bureaucratic board? No, I wouldn't. But my counter to that would be, you know, again, you can't kill someone with public assembly. But it's a constitutional right. The issue, the issue here is the distinction is not whether you can kill people with it, which, by the way, uh, you can use speech to incite violence and you can use speech to to tell someone to or to, to, to create a plot to go stab a bunch of people or to create a plot to drive a truck through Nice. You can use speech as a yeah, weapon. Those are and illegal. Yeah, but so is killing a person in any way. So the distinction gonna, here, gonna... the distinction here isn't what can be used to kill people. The distinction is what does a constitutional right mean? Now, maybe you're of the persuasion. I think we've debated it before. Maybe the second amendment is a bad amendment and, and we should just amend that out or get rid of it. I think mm. that's honest. I, I don't agree, but I think it's an honest way to approach it. Yeah. And the thing, the thing I hate is like the biggest bullshit argument that people say is like, you can't change the amendment. You can't get rid of the second amendment. Well, yeah, you can. It's called an amendment. We've gotten rid of them before. Yeah, no, yeah, like, you absolutely can. Yeah, you absolutely can. I think, I think the dishonesty for me is like, well, we just don't like this amendment. So we're going to diminish it and treat it differently from the other amendments. And what I'm saying is if we do that, we create a lot of dangerous precedent by which we can chip away at thi like, I'm becoming more of a uh, more of an advocate of the Second Amendment, I suppose, over time. But at the end of the day, like if you if you had to make me pick between the second and the first, like if I don't have the first, I don't really have anything left to defend. So the first is the most oh, yeah, important absolutely. to me. But I'm terrified of a precedent that would allow us to start chipping away at such important things without due process of law or without uh, without any kind of meaningful uh, objective oversight. It's just Bureaucrats in DC. Oh, I'll, agree. I'll, I'll concede to that. The The only thing I want to ask you, though, is, you know, I kind of touched on it with like, you know, a trial thing. We did it with prohibition where they outlawed alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like, it was the same thing. Now they're like, alcohol kills, you know, we need to get rid of it. And then, you know, we found out that by getting rid of it, we're like, oh, shit, this is causing more problems. So we brought it back. Why couldn't we do that with gun control and see like, you know, if we you know, hypothetical world where, you know, everything works out like poof, all the guns are gone. You know, let's just say Ooh, like, yeah, all the guns that. are gone. If, I, I think know, that's yeah. pie in and the then, sky, but, but if we could have no, such just, a world, maybe it's good. Yeah. I'm saying this as a thought experiment, not something yeah, yeah. that's practical, but yeah. like if we did what we did with prohibition where we're like, all right, the guns are gone. We're going to see if this uh, improves anything. And if we find well, out that like there, the amount of violence stays the same or gets worse, then what would be would stopping us from being like, would you all right, be that's willing, a shit idea. Let's bring would it you back. Be, 
my one question would be, would you be willing to say we would amend the constitution prior to doing that? What do you mean? Would we modify or abolish the second amendment to do that test? If so, sure. But I think if we're just going to say, screw the second amendment, we're just going to go around it and do this there. Then I have a problem with it. I'm not saying I agree with the test, but I'm saying if you got rid of the second amendment and then did the test, at least that is something that is consistent with the way the constitution is supposed to be applied. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying is get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, do this little experiment. And if it doesn't work, we'll bring it. We'll don't, don't re- run for office in Montana. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. Also, I'm never moving to your shit state anyway. Motherfucker. Yeah. I lived I in also, Oregon. Anyway, I'd go ahead, I was go actually, actually going like, to just kind of like put this in a little here. Cause I was just, just listening to you guys going back and forth. It was actually pretty like engaging. I haven't really put too much thought in this, but I was also thinking like, what other variables can you make a part of this thought test? If they got rid of the second amendment, like what about, um, yeah. What about anything like underground, like any underground sales? Because, you know, with prohibition came the crime that made prohibition very profitable. So, like, could that, could, yeah. could that, uh, could that thought maybe well, be put in that? I mean, I'm just thinking outside of my head. I'm just thinking, like, you know, how could this work right now? Like, would we just destroy yeah. all guns where we keep them, you know? Well, can I, I ask you one thing, Matt, Matt yeah, yeah. that I think. I think you might agree with me on this is, you know, the gun show loophole where they, you know, they can just go into a gun show without background check. That's kind of bullshit. That is kind of a misnomer. The, the, but we'll ask your question and then I'll explain why I don't like the term. But I mean, from what I understand, I mean, I haven't researched it thoroughly, but like from what I understand, they're able to just go to the gun show and they're not really able to do a thorough background check. And it's like, all right, cool. I got a gun now. That's kind of a piece of propaganda. So under federal law, any gun dealer must uh, administer a background check when, when uh, selling a firearm. That's true. If they're at a gun show, that's true. If they're at their own store. So if you buy from a gun dealer, which is kind of legally defined as like a store that sells large amounts of guns, I don't know what the actual threshold is, but you know, any store that's got, a bunch of guns to choose from. You're a gun dealer. You need to give a background check, whether you do it there or you do it in the store. What, when they say the gun show loophole, what they mean is not every state require. So the federal federal law regulates gun dealers. Now, if it's a private exchange, like I, like I was saying between Mikey or I, like if I give you a gun, Eggie, that's a private exchange and that is regulated at the state level. So in Montana, there's no background check necessary for that. That's different in California or New York or wherever. So when they say gun show loophole, what they mean is not every state requires you to get a background check for a private exchange or a private sale. As a practical matter, okay. if you go to a gun show, almost certainly, almost like 99% of the time, you're going to get a background check because you're probably buying from a dealer, but you might be buying from like Eggie's pickup truck where you don't need, <laughs> where you don't need a background check. But you could make right. that universal, okay. which is kind of your question, right? Like, should we just make it so any gun exchange ever requires a background check, right? Right. And I, so I didn't know that. And thank you for illuminating me. I didn't and, know it until yeah, I then you started like, looking into this crap. No, I yeah. started then, that. That's interesting. You get, the people, you get the people who go like, okay, well, there's the loophole in the private exchange. You know, it's like, it's like you got a buddy where he's just like, hey, man, you want my gun for, you know, X amount of dollars? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well then, okay. How are you going to regulate that? Like, if people are, yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to get a gun. Well, see, low. that's what I don't you understand. Like, well, I have to go to the background check first, buddy. 
Like and no one's going to do that, so you can't regulate that. Well, it's hard. And this is interesting because so I live in Bozeman, Montana, one of the college towns just down the interstate a few hours is Missoula, Montana, the other, the rival college town. Uh-huh. Missoula just passed a city ordinance that does exactly that, that says if you're going to exchange a gun privately within the city boundaries, you have to have a background check. So I should look into that because I don't know, like if I, if I wanted to exchange a gun to either one of you right now, and a background check was required. How, like, do I go online and type in like biggest Mikey criminal or not? I mean, like what, <laughs> there's gotta be some but, database yeah, or something, but, they, but yeah. But the, the problem with that is, is that they go like, if you're going to do, you know, gun exchange between your friends, you have to go through a background check and that's yeah. the law. If you don't do that, that's illegal. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all very, very good and well, but like criminals are going to be like, well, I would like to do this, but y- y- rules are rules. No, they're going to be like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Here's here's $200. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, I, I'm comfortable with background checks as they currently exist, which cover the majority of gun sales. So I'm not automatically uncomfortable with making them universal. The only thing I would just be uncomfortable about is, like, uh, the practicality, like we're describing. And I would want to make sure that, like, that, that there's not uh, some kind of ins- some kind of insane insanely lengthy process to doing that like background checks as they exist now are pretty quick and i know sometimes people say like well you 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 shouldn't need a gun like tomorrow yeah if you're a killer but if you need it for (laughs) self-defense like there are cases of women who have tried to buy a firearm for self-defense because they were afraid for their lives because their psycho ex-boyfriend is after them or something and you have to wait and in the waiting time they've been harmed or killed waiting times seem like a great idea, but I think honestly you want to make things as efficient and secure as possible. Um, quick as possible while still secure. That's a bullshit uh, argument example though, because it's just like, if they're truly in danger, they're like, Oh, I need a gun. Or you could go to the, to the police you know, there, that's always an option too. Where yeah, they of course will, it is, but the know. police don't cover everything. I mean, I, I call nine one one if someone comes in my house, but at the same time, I'm, I want a self defense mechanism that doesn't wait for them to get here. You know. Yeah. The one last thing I will say, because you said you want to get to GP, like, are you still there? Yeah, buddy? yeah. Well, GP and Brian are yeah. next up, and then we'll close out the show. So I, I appreciate you guys waiting. Okay. Sorry about the delay, guys. Yeah, I've been taking up a lot of time. The, the the one last thing I want to leave on this is this is just a joke. Don't try to debate me on this, but honestly, <laughs> I would be totally okay with getting rid of guns. And everyone's like, "All right, you're we're taking away your gun, but we're going to give you a taser in exchange," because that would be fucking awesome. Because the amount of tasings across the United States would skyrocket, and I can mm, watch nobody videos would of people do that tased all well, day. You said it was a joke, so I won't. I won't. You know I can watch videos of people getting tased. You know all how day. dangerous drive-bys would be, even more so. <laughs> Just drive-by tasing. Drive-by right tasing. <laughs> you think about um. Yo, bro. Like, <laughs> all right. See, one of my favorite shows is uh, Sons of Anarchy, and there's a lot of like bike gunning. If, if that could be... Imagine bike tasing, motorcycle tasing. That would be oh, pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> anyway, ah, oh, Brian dropped wow. out. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. We'll get you next time. Um, but I should probably, I should probably get GP in here, uh, Aggie. But I appreciate it, and obviously we'll be in touch. You can help me figure out. We were supposed to figure out this like server, and I just kind of bumped it to last yeah, I'm minute. I'm gonna go because you're you're cutting out for me too. All right. So. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, I'll we'll see you next soon. week. And, yeah, thanks, uh, man. Oh, um, after the show, I need to. Oh, now I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> after the show i need to well i'll get in touch with him gp uh it sounds like gp is 
having some trouble too. So maybe next week. All right, GP, if you're back next week, uh, I will, I will pull you in early. Same goes for Brian, Brian, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I couldn't pull you in. I'm sorry. I made you wait, but, uh, you know, these things happen. Like I said, doing the best I can guys. So Brian GP, you're up next week. Uh, if you want to be anyway, uh, Mikey, you got What's the last word, on, man. man. Thanks. For, I, I, I should uh, say the biggest Mikey podcast. I'm always liking it on YouTube. I'm always listening. So people check it out. If you didn't see the old beauty in the beta episode a few weeks back where we had him on, I bring him on. Cause I like, I like the guy, I like his stuff. So, uh, I hope you'll go check it out at biggest Mikey uh, yeah. on Twitter. Underscore Mikey. Yeah. Biggest underscore Mikey. Yeah. Biggest underscore Mikey. Yeah. Um, I should be, hopefully if everything goes well, I'm going to be doing a show with Brian Proctor. So I guess, uh, all of our, um, <laughs> all of our schedules going to be tied up with him. So be our incestual beta. group of shit posters. Yeah. Cause he's on oh, the show God. Sunday too. I've been, I've been doing so much research on this guy, listening to his podcast and he like, he's fucking hilarious. He you, have you ever seen? Have you seen his stand-up videos on YouTube? No, I haven't. I'll have to check it I out. I just, I just wanted to see like how much of a presence he had on YouTube, and just typed his name in. And apparently, he does some stand-up, and he's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> one thing I owe before we close: Tucky's still in the chat, wants me to get my dog. So, you want to tell like one of those classic biggest Mikey stories for like thirty seconds while I go get a dog? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> Put sure, you sure. On the spot. Right. Entertain my audience. Keep anyway. them, keep them happy. I'll be back in like gotcha, thirty gotcha, seconds. Gotcha. So. One day, I decided to get on uh, this uh, this uh, live chat one day by this guy named Matt. Really cool dude. He's from up north, I think. And then um, we were in the middle of this really awesome in-depth conversation. And then all of a sudden, he decided to dip out. Apparently, he said, like, he heard a, he heard a loose canine in the background. You know, and I suppose he decided to go after it. You know, I, I, I guess in the end of the day, we always find ourselves... Um, Kind of so, kind of shunning responsibilities of, 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 of hosting shows. Oh, he's back! What's going on, man? <laughs> Did you talk shit on me? Here's my dog. Here's no, my French not bulldog. Oh, he's got his. That's his... right. Gouge it out. <laughs> and yes, that is how he sounds. Um, That's awesome. He's a, his, but his eyes all. He's got the cherry eye. They have dogs have three eyelids. Probably uh, looks like completely diseased right now. Looks like so, Wilfred Brimley. There we go. So sometimes you like, just... He looks oh, like he's, he's just saying Beatus. <laughs> wow, what a great way to end the show with my dog all messed up. <laughs> Gouging your dog's okay, there eye out. There we go. <laughs> now he's good. Uh, French bulldog, noisy, grunty man. Sounds like a, a walker off The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, I want to know That's, what you think about the Syrian refugees <laughs> crisis. <yeah. laughs> uh, his name's Bash, if people don't know. Bash. Like Bash, that. my dog. He's a three-year-old French bulldog. It's awesome. Uh, hey, anyhow. Matt, I think I got this uh, mic working. Oh, GP, cool. Well, you get yeah. the last word or the last question, oh. and then we'll close it out. Well, if you're ready to end the show, that's well, that's okay with me. Actually, hold on one moment. Let me get my little snore monster out of here, and then we'll take your question, okay? All right. I'm going to return cool. back to another <laughs> Biggest Mikey podcast story. Uh, later, um, you know, this happened again where he decided to get rid of his dog, and then afterward, hey, what's Okey up, doke. dude? We're back. Thanks, for, thanks awesome. for waiting, GP. Sorry about that. What's on your mind? Um, well, I my story is kind of related to what you guys were talking about, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. If he wasn't going to come back on the, after uh, this, I would be like... Oh, can you not hear him, Mikey? I can't hear him. He's oh, not, okay. 
He's speaking. I was having that same He's problem speaking? with Iggy. I, yeah. I don't know what's weird. Sometimes this, Discord, uh, has Discord some, app is kind of weird. Yeah, sometimes Discord has some weird connections. All right. Well, Mikey, shut the hell up, and I'll take his question. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, it's about, um, it's a, kind of about this uh, board situation. I have an example of where these boards can be a mess. Uh, oh, like a, like an oversight board or kind of a judgment yeah. board? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my sister is in her final semester of nursing school this semester. Okay. She had to. Uh, she has to do these clinical hours in order to take her final exam to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm not sure how many hours she needs, but she this semester she had to choose her own location to be a nurse at, to be a student nurse, and to set up her own program to get clinical hours, and she had to have it approved by this board. Mm-hmm. Um, so she chose the church that she goes to and she had it approved by this board and they, they went through and they approved everything. And this was six weeks ago. And just tonight she got an email from the teacher saying that they, there was basically an oversight. They didn't realize that this church didn't have a registered BSN, uh, like active that would, that my sister would be working under. So okay. all of her hours don't count because of that, but <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous because oh, they shit. approved this location beforehand. So six weeks, uh, she has over 40 hours at that location, and all of those are not going to count now, and she can't work overtime to make up the hours, and she has to set up a new location, so it's just a big mess. So and now imagine, and obviously that's, so Mikey, just to explain to you, so she, his sister is kind of applying to be a nurse. Sorry if I, I mischaracterize anything, but she's, or she's trying to become a nurse and there's yeah, a certain amount right. of training and hours you have to complete uh, to do that. And it's all under the oversight of this kind of, this board, like Eggy was describing, like a review board, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and there's all kinds of technicalities that make some of her training not count the hours she's already uh, accumulated. Um, and... That, that sucks. sucks. That sucks in the the context of a job or in school or in training like this. Imagine much less if, uh, if it was your fundamental to... rights at stake. Uh, yeah, mm. fundamental rights. <laughs> so yeah, I know what this says in the fine print, but in your specialized case, this doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds pretty shitty. Yeah, right, so well, um, she's really frustrated about that, but hopefully it works out for her. She's trying to get them to refund the class and just completely take it off her record. Mm, okay. Well, hopefully it works out for her. Um, and I appreciate you waiting, man. And, and uh, Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I'm a big fan. I well, discovered you, you around the time of uh, AIDS yeah. Skrillex when you were making those meet the Trump oh, protester. Yeah. I, I need to get so. back into it, man. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but those, you know the, those are the, fun. The, the the protesters need to up their game. However, there's been some good protesters at, at the Milo tour this last week. I don't know if you've seen them, oh, Ricky. Yeah, I have seen some oh, of those. Oh, I, I haven't really. I've been seeing Milo do his thing, but, like, like I don't think anything tops DePaul. Like, DePaul and Rutgers had to be oh, yeah. the top two. Yeah. Like, so I, I definitely I need to get back into like uh, I, I was saying on YouTube I've spent the last couple of weeks like so serious because everything's been so serious and I like doing serious analytical breakdowns but I haven't done the like I don't know make fun of some 
ridiculousness. So I need to do that this week. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I appreciate but yeah, you. Yeah, I, I really love your commentary style. You have some really good analysis. So. Well, thank you kindly. One of my favorite in, YouTubers. Uh, call in any time and be in touch. Uh, Twitter, email, anything like that. You know where to find me. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Yep, have a good night, a guys. And Brian nice is back in. Um, so Brian, you get the. I swear. And, and thanks for hanging out, Mike, because I planned for this to be an hour. No, it's okay. We're running around long like last week. So if you want to get out of here, you're welcome to do that. By the way, no, but man, I'll stick it. I'll stick it to the this, end, man. Brian, if you're good to go, we'll 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 let you have a word. Can you hear me? Yep, can. I can hear you. Yes. Sorry about that. No problem. Nice ah. Oh. <laughs> what do so you what's think any... about Pepe the Frog being branded a hate symbol? <laughs> We were talking about this before live. You want that's, to take that, Mikey? The, man, that's just too funny to me. Which that, that, that's that's the the fact the fact that I think I think um yeah me and Matt were both talking about what Blair White said and it just hit it on the head. The day that Black Lives Matter is not a racist hate group, and the day that Pepe the Frog invented in two thousand eight on a four chan server on a four chan message board is a racist symbol. Yeah, <laughs> and just to give context oh, to what um to what Brian's saying, uh, so obviously Hillary said it was a, a white supremacist thing a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. but yeah. now the Anti Defamation League, like a formal advocate in terms of hate speech and a watchdog in terms of hate speech, hate speech has come out to say this is a white supremacist symbol. So there's kind of it's not just people saying it anymore. There's there there's formal declarations. There are formal declarations of Pepe as a hate symbol. So this is the world we live in. And I think Blair was spot on. You're exactly right. <laughs> I, I, like I, I, oh man, it's like you, you, we could literally make anything a racist <laughs> race, like a symbol of racism. The little fucking mascot from fallout is going to be like the next one in three years. If, if Hillary gets in the white house, <laughs> you know, what do you think about it, Brian? You get the last well, word on Pepe. Well, I mean, they already got like the swastika, for example. As yeah. And they clarified in the BBC article that I read this morning. I just laughed out loud when I saw it. Um, that um, if uh, what, is, what did they say? They said Pepe memes are not going to be hate symbols if they aren't intended to be hateful. Yeah. So it's like you got the. Yeah, you got a Pepe, but you put a swastika on it. Well, the swastika is a hate symbol in that right. tweet. It's not the Pepe right? at that point. <laughs> I did see that caveat in the ADL's website. They're like, note that not all Pepe's are hate symbols, just the ones that come from hateful people. Yeah, well, anything is a hate symbol with hateful intent. That is the nature of the way these things work. Yeah. But but you're kind of yeah, dropping, uh, dropping on me a little bit, Brian, so I might have to let you go because you're kind of cutting out. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no problem. There's a thunderstorm outside. I just can't. It's just been crazy here today. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. And um, I don't know. Be sure to post a few Pepe's because it might not be too long before you can't anymore. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll try to get at you next time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It'll be uh, every Wednesday at 9. Every Wednesday at 9. This is a new thing. Every Wednesday at Assuming nine, I don't get too lazy like I did with my game streams. But we'll see. <laughs> I love what you appreciate do. it, man. Thanks for supporting the channel. Take it easy, man. All right. All right. Well, 
we're going to round it out there. Again, my apologies to everyone who's trying to get in but can't. I'm doing the best I can. We'll figure it out as we go. And I appreciate your patience and cooperation in the meantime. Thank you kindly to my guest, Biggest Mikey, who ran 30 Thank minutes you, beyond man. what I expected. So thanks for <laughs> sticking in and having some good chats. Uh, Biggest so Mikey Podcast. Here, Biggest Mikey Podcast, find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere our podcast is. Uh, Beauty and the Beta, you can find Biggest Mikey Podcast as well. Go to at uh, Biggest underscore Mikey on Twitter, and you will find the links there. And you will listen to the Biggie Mi- Biggest Mikey Podcast, and you will feel cool like I it do. Com- it comes up do. in predictive text now. That's the height I have reached. Yeah. B-I-G-G-E, Est Mikey comes up right now. It's big shit now. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to close it out. Uh, so, uh, here's the deal. These are every Wednesday night at 9, as I said. Uh, I'm not going to post them on YouTube as of now. That may change. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post them on demand audio formats over on the Beauty and the Beta audio pages. So, that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean. You can subscribe there. You can get these every week if you can't catch them live. In the meantime, of course, we have the Beauty and the Beta main show Sundays at 9. You can catch me there. You can catch me on YouTube. Twitter at uh, Matt C on YT. Email me anytime, Matthew L. Christensen at gmail.com. Catch you on YouTube in the meantime. Catch you Sunday for the main show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Later, guys.